Welcome to Green Wave Radio. Your episode starts now. Hi, I'm Hayden Kim, and this is Green Wave Radio. During our time during COVID-19, singing and the performing arts have, well, been discouraged by our new viral overlords. But despite all the obstacles, Del Button is able to put together a musical. A rather good one at that. Here to talk to us about it is Nikki McMaster and Carlos Palayo. Yeah, um, I'm Nikki McMaster. I am a senior at Oak Knoll, and my roles are Roberta Vicker and... Ro- oh, shoot, I forgot her last name. Um, and her name is Rose. She's a teacher. <laughs> uh, I'm Carlos Palayo, um, and uh, I play uh, Joe Zuddy and Rex. So, yeah, and I go to the Barton, of course. So, what exactly is the plot of this year's musical? Yeah, do you want to take this, Carlos, or do you want me to? Sure. Um, so, basically, uh, okay. so, basically, we're doing a show called um, Working. So, it is a... It's based off of a bunch of interviews that were conducted in the 70s of this guy named Studs Terkel, who is interviewing a bunch of people about their jobs. And so a bunch of really awesome playwrights and composers decided to put all these interviews together and make a musical out of it. So a bunch of the songs are by like really famous people like Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote a couple songs. Um, was it Sondheim who wrote some songs? Um, it's just like, it's really awesome. Um and so basically, it's a bunch of monologues and songs. It's it's really, really cool. Can you give me a summary of the characters you're playing? And tell me a little bit about them. Uh, well, so, yeah. Uh, so for one of my characters, uh, Joe, he actually has a song by the same name, Joe. He is actually, uh, as the show goes, you know, with talking about everyone's, like, you know, different jobs, stuff like that. My guy's actually a retiree. He uh, retired, and he is going through life, basically looking back at what he used to be and almost missing, you know, how it used, how life used to be and just looking at different aspects of life and in general, it's, it's a bit complicated, but that's just how it is. Uh, and especially with all the different characters, you know, it's very interesting to look in like different people's lives and just all these different jobs and how it is. And especially in great songs, it really works out. And, uh, another guy, Rex, uh, he's a hedge fund manager, and he is uh, he is some guy. He uh, a little bit you know stuck up, very you know bossy, uh, and he uh, definitely uh, he knows where where he is in life, and he flaunts it very rich. And it's it's something something to watch. It's it's definitely big and challenging to go from someone, especially like what I do, Joe, very you know mellow, happy old guy, and then going to play someone that's so stuck up, so cocky as like Rex. It's it's something else, and. It's really fun. It makes, you know, acting and all I do, you know, in the theater and what everyone does, especially Nikki, it's just great and so fun to do. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's so, like, different to go from yourself to a character that you initially could, like, never relate to. I'm playing, one of the characters I'm playing is a third grade teacher called Rose. And during one of our first table reads, I just looked at Mr. Cork. I go, so she's a boomer. And <laughs> I was basically, she's just, she's a really, really mean person but you have to like and I initially I was just telling him I was like I can't find a single good quality about her and he was like well you have to so I just kind of I was like thinking about it and I was just looking it over because she's like oh yeah I loved when we used to hit children as punishment and I loved when like kids actually listen and it's it's so like you look back and you're just like she's just tired of always having to catch up with 
what the new correct way to teach is. And she was like, this used to work and kids used to be respectful. And she's not mad at the kids. She's mad at the parents. And she's just more than anything. She's just exhausted, you know? So that's Rose in a nutshell. So I kind of just feel bad for her um, instead of just being angry with her. And um, on the other end of the spectrum, my other character is named Roberta. She is a hooker. So that is, (laughs) that is a very, interesting role to play it's actually my favorite role um that I've ever played in one of these shows just because it's so different from who I am as a person and um it's just been really interesting to get into her head um and it's just like because that's just like a occupation that like I've never really thought of deeply before so you kind of like really have to look more into it than what's on the surface other than interesting uh funny stories from rehearsing on set because you guys have spent a lot of time together there's so many, so many different stories. Oh, wow. I don't know if there's a specific story, but just talking about, like, the connections we made almost, like, just be, like, the different, there's so many different, t- like, stories I can bring up on the stupid stuff we do or just the fun times we had, in especially in COVID. Like, it literally makes my day just going over and just seeing to say something stupid to one of my friends and then just having a good laugh, even though we're both, we're all wearing masks just it's it's something great yeah exactly like I am having trouble thinking of a specific memory just because like it's just it's more about the connection that you have with everybody and that's just such a special thing that I've not been able to find in a lot of places um I was telling the cast this during love and information that like I've been doing this since Big Fish which was three years ago I think um and I still get, like, excited butterflies every time I walk into the FAC just because I love the people I work with. I love, like, what we produce. And it's just such an amazing, like, it's just an amazing group of people and, like, amazing program. So I, I will, if I can think of a very, of a good specific story later on, I will let you know. But it's just, like, it's just kind of an overall just energy that is amazing about it. Even though you don't, you know, go to Del and you talk as if you, you know, you, you go here and you experience Del Burton. Um, can you tell me a little bit about uh, why you initially chose to join Del Burton Theater? And I mean, doesn't your own school have a theater program? Yeah, so um, I go to Oak Knoll and they have an amazing theater program. But <laughs> they're, we have trouble getting boys to go there. And I, I love the people there. But I think I just, my brother used to go to Del Barton as well. So um, I had, I've been growing up coming to Del Barton shows like ever since... He was here, I think he graduated in 2010, don't quote me on that, but he, 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 I've been going there for a long time, and I've always, like, that was what really, like, ignited the love of theater in me, was just seeing my brother on the FAC stage, and so I kind of, when I heard about Big Fish, I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to get in, but I might as well just audition and see what, what it's about, and, you know, I was just like, I don't really know if I want to do this, but it's worth a shot, and I just fell in love with it once I walked in those doors um and the people and just the people you get to work with it's just such an amazing energy and so I think that's something that's very difficult to find in other places just everybody wants you to do your best and everybody is so excited for you and just like it's just like I'm I'm literally just like it it gets me giddy just thinking about it because everyone's just so amazing there so yeah I think that's one of the reasons I went there has COVID or school gotten in the way of your commute in any way not really. I mean, when we have virtual, I get there earlier, but I, I mean, not, not really because I also, we get out earlier this year. So I just leave school at 
240 instead of 305, which is when we used to get out. And then I just, you know, hop on over, get there about 315. And I usually get to miss the dance warm-ups. So that's a good one because we, <laughs> we have to run like five or four laps and then we do like ab workouts and arm workouts. And it's sometimes I act, sometimes I get there a bit early and it's not fun. But <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's not, it hasn't really affected it um, a ton. So one thing I've learned after talking to people is that the, uh, the music is very dance-oriented. And knowing Carlos and his uh, stature... <laughs> oh, my. Oh. And after knowing Carlos for three years now, I know that dancing, for a lot of people, can be very difficult, especially if you don't have a background in it. How have you overcome that kind of challenge, especially during COVID? Yeah, uh, Carlos, you want to take this one? Tall boy? I, I guess on my figure, I mean, uh, sheesh. Uh, well... <laughs> It's especially, I mean, I came in from a freshman year. I, I wanted to do the, well, I used to play basketball, so I couldn't do the musical, but I was, I loved acting. So I came in, I decided to audition for the play. It was Metamorphosis at the time. It's a throwback, but, um, I, I loved doing the play and I've done it every single year at Del Barton. And this was the first year that I decided to do the musical. And even though there's a lot of dancing, even though there's singing, which are two, you know, things that were not my cup of tea. I mean, and especially with dancing, are still not my cup of tea. <laughs> it's 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 been great, and even though that I suck at it, and <laughs> there it, it's suck. very difficult. You do not suck. It's, I mean, <laughs> all I know, even though it's very difficult, it's so fun to just have that energy and just be able to just produce something and you know sing and produce the show with all like people that are want you to succeed and want you to do well that even though it's hard even though you know in the moment it sucks doing the same dance move over and over and over again running out of breath trying to sing all i know is that the end product it's gonna be so great to look back on especially with it being filmed this year it's gonna be so great to look back on and be like wow i i, I miss all those times that i was dying doing all these dance moves yeah, Charlie's actually in uh, one of four or five people that we call the long boys because <laughs> they are just incredibly lanky and sometimes don't know what to do with their legs when they're dancing. Oh, and so when we watch yeah. the rehearsal videos where we're trying to remember the dance, it's really funny to see them in the back because they're so much taller than everybody else. So, yeah, but it's yeah, a lot of fun. I'm referred to as a baby giraffe. So. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like it, it's really hard. You're all like especially during our opening number, you're just like sucking wind trying to sing these like high c's and also like trying to put your all into the dance and it's really hard so i think that's one of the reasons we had all these workouts um this year it's like every dance rehearsal we run laps and then we do like abs and because you need to get really conditioned it's it's a it's really really hard because you have to like yeah. sing you have to dance and you have to look good doing it you have to like smile and pretend that you're not in severe pain while you're doing that so <laughs> yeah that's one of the it, it's really hard but it's also just like it's super super fun both of you have been either in the musical or plays previously at Del Barton. so can you tell me the precautions that you've had to follow or the changes that Mr. Kuroko has had to make to the musical in response to COVID-19 um, one thing, obviously, we're wearing masks. We have um, grid lines on the stage to make sure that we're staying two and a half squares apart. 
Um, (laughs) and we've had to scale down some of the uh, numbers of people in the numbers. Um, like one of the songs that I'm in delivery has seven of us on stage. Um, so it's kind of, we're going to have offstage singers and onstage singers. Um, during love and information, we had changing stations. So, cause we couldn't all congregate in the dressing room. So it was like backstage, there were just quick change stages that were like, these little boxes and you had to go and do your quick change in a box. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it was, it's been very different, but also I really like the challenge that is presented because everyone's gotten so creative with thinking out of the box. So that's one of the things that like, even though this year sucks with Corona and everything, and obviously it's not ideal, but it's still brought out like a really creative and different side to people that I've never seen. And so that's really special as well. As you know, this year the musical is going to be filmed. So can you tell me a little bit about what you guys anticipate during the filming process? What Mr. Corker or the staff has told you about the filming process, and you know how being filmed is different than you know performing in person. I mean, it's it's all a little. It's still like very rough, you know, especially with this happening so soon. Like we came from a big change where we are literally a week ago. We are perform. We are like all preparing. Like it's coming up, guys. Tech is in three days. Like we gotta get ready. And now it's just like, well, there's nothing we could do. It's because five, you know, kids from our grade got COVID and, you know, you know, kids got contact traced. We can't really do anything about that. So we just had to, you know, adapt. And personally, I think what Mr. Corica was able to do was fantastic. Being the fact that we still are able to produce what we were planning to, even though there's not going to be friends in the audience, even though they're not going to be family in the audience. We're still going to be able to put up a show. And, you know, the plan right now, we're just we're going to be going and uh, we're going to pu- we'll have to push things back, of course. But we're still able to film. So we're going to be filming everything in almost uh, almost as mi- what Mr. Corka put it, like not really, but almost like a music video you know, thing. And where like, you know, you you film these dances and because you, you don't want like horrible audio, we're just going to go and record the the singing and all that stuff on a separate note. So it's going to be so great audio. We're still going to use our full voices, but it's able to be enhanced to a level that it's still going to be great to watch. It's not going to be like, you know, from the back, you know, top stage where it's filmed and it's like pretty bad, you know, pretty bad audio, not the great visual. It's going to be something where it's going to be, be able to be watched and be able to be like, yeah, this is, this is what, would have been like if I was sitting here and I was listening to the show and I was, I'm able to experience something that is great that these kids put a lot of effort into. And so it's, it's so rough, but yeah. It's also safer because if we're recording the audio separately from when we're dancing, we're not going to be just like projecting vocal mist as, yeah. as they've put it into the audience. So that's one thing that I think like made a lot of people feel better about COVID. Um, and also one thing that we're planning on doing after we get the recording is having like a premiere. Um, and we don't know when that's happening, but we are very excited because it's going to be like we're all going to dress up and our families and friends are going to be able to come. And we're all going to just watch the premiere of the thing that we put together and we're going to be able to watch it together. It's kind of just looking back and all the memories. And so the fact that we're going to be able to experience that together is something that we've never really done before. Um, so that's something I'm very excited for. That was Nikki McMaster and Carlos Palayo. This interview took place about a week before it was filmed and recorded. 
The streaming premiere of Del Button's Working is set for this Saturday. These people, some of whom are my closest friends, put a lot of work into this, so it is basically a must-see for anybody remotely close to Del Button. I'm Hayden Kim, and thank you for listening.